<laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back. <laughs> uh, I need my truffles. Just a little too, too much fresh air. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations in Cinema. My name is David. I'm joined by my good buddy Josh. That's me. And you're all here listening in as we do something that's never been done before. Hang out and talk about movies on a podcast. That is correct. In what I would imagine that we can officially call mm. season two yes. of this podcast. Part dose. As uh, I readjust my microphone stand because yes. I'm a professional. Yes, we are being more professional this time around. And we're... Uh, I don't know what else to say about that because never been like that before. <laughs> I've word. been accused of being a professional mm. once or twice mm-hmm. before. It's a dangerous thing because then people ask things of you mm-hmm. and expect things in, of you, you know? So it's it's a slippery it's slope. It's a slippery slope. Uh, this episode, we are tentatively kicking off our, oh, for what is going to be the rest of our lives, apparently. <laughs> our our series. Uh, what? What? what, what, what Josh, what I love. What, what are we getting ourselves how, into here? I love how um, before we started the the cube Bayham, mm. you had an idea of how to reformat the podcast, and then we got through it, and then we're now doing mm-hmm. the the cage well, season. You know me, I I like to mix things up, and then you happen to look at his IMDb page. <laughs> It's not so, fully. It's, it's terrifying. Understanding it's so, that this so man many. works. I, I, it does. I, I. It's because I. I fully just was on board just to do this for the rest of the year. Sure, sure. Oh, it'll be multiple years, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> the rate there's not a hundred. There's not a hundred and three weeks in a year. Let me just say that. Yeah. So we have to do like multiple, multiple. What we're planning on doing, ladies and gentlemen, is. Uh, uh, focusing on the legend, the myth, the titan of film, mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage. Yeah. And what we mean by that is we're going to watch all of his goddamn movies. All of them. All of them? Question mark. All of them? With a tear running down my cheek. All of them? <laughs> because, okay. All right. Here's the thing. He's had a bit of a... he. He's an insane person, right? He works nonstop. For reasons, I'm not going to judge. He's probably bad with money. <laughs> he is bad. He is bad with money. So he just takes all kinds of all kinds of jobs. Um, yeah, he he buys things that he doesn't need. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He spent like thirty thousand dollars on a comic book once, I think. Wow, that was stolen from him. And oh, yeah, like his his just normal life is not like everybody else's life. Well, no, and his and acting it, his acting style is. Not like anybody else's acting style. Yes. Um, so I would propose that we find different seasons of Cage. Okay, phases. Yeah, the phase of Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think that it'll be interesting instead of what we've traditionally been doing, which is starting at the the beginning of the work mm-hmm. and then watching it progress. Nicolas Cage is very unique in this way to where he slowly got crazier on <laughs> oh, screen. Oh, yeah. So no, no, he just got braver in his performative art. Sure. So we are going to watch it backwards <laughs> and see. Yeah. What I really want to do is pinpoint when it goes full crazy. I I was looking at, looking at IMDb 
it was somewhere around like early early 2010-11 era. Is when you think? Yeah. Because he's still in some like acknowledged good movies mm? in like in the aughts, you know, like oh three, oh four, oh five. Um and it's it's uh, yeah. Well there hits it, a point where he becomes just the meme cage, like the older straight to DVD. Well, and this will be interesting because we can kind of do a little like mini episode dive, deep dive in on his personal life. Yeah. Because I think the reason why he's not in some of those A-lister, like you see that switch, mm-hmm. is not because of him as an actor. It's because mm-hmm. of him as a person. I agree. Um, so, And, I mean, talking about his more recent flicks, mm-hmm. he's been in some wild, wild-looking indie movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this movie that we watched today, or for today's episode, uh, a 2020's Pig. Yes. Pig. Um, which is a very slow, uh, meditative uh, John Wick written by Robert Frost film, hmm. which wrecked me. <laughs> it's so good. I was not expecting it to be so good. Um, we'll, we'll get there. So I but, think, yeah, we can break it up into, into phases. Yeah, we'll just do the phase of Cage. And then I, what I really want to do is I think that we need to come up with some sort of scale okay, okay. from Nick to Cage okay. to see like where he's falling in like on his crazy. Is it is it Nicholas or is it Nicholas uncaged? And he Ooh. is just full crazy out. I like it. I like it. Because um, there sweet, are- Sweet, sweet Nicholas. Sweet Nicholas. 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 Um, Did but, you know that there's no H in his name? Nicholas? It's- N I C, mm-hmm. whatever the rest of Nicholas is. <laughs> I'm sure, there's like an O or it's U. It's a Friday. I'm done spelling things out. <laughs> An A and L, some uh-huh. lists. Yep. But I think it would be interesting to kind of just you know see the crazy, mm-hmm. judge him as an actor, absolutely, and then um, kind of just pinpoint where where. Where he goes, mm-hmm. I, I hate to mm-hmm. even say that like where it goes wrong because I think him going full crazy has really just helped him out. Yeah, he's trans. He, he I think there was a time when it was hurting him, mm-hmm. and then he broke through some invisible barrier because it's transcended I, I would into really, a realm of he is his own genre. Mm-hmm. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, um, because I would pinpoint it. Uh, I don't know what the dates on it are, but it's after the National Treasures because National Treasures he yeah. is still playing pretty straight mm-hmm. as an actor. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's trying to play as a super intelligent decryptor coder man yeah whatever he is well let's see the first national treasure came out in 2004 so this is what i was talking about the aughts uh is mm-hmm. kind of his his last foray of being uh, of the of mainstream hollywood actor i think now he is a legendary performer i wouldn't i wouldn't even call him i i think we're gonna start referring to him as a performer later or earlier on because I mean, what's we're the, doing what, his what, latest films first. What's the difference to you? I don't know. Performer sounds more. <laughs> well, no, no. Like actor being defined as uh, you are, you know, going to win Academy Awards or you're going to be in like the conversation of like, you know, uh, actors and Hollywood stuff. Here. But performer 
can, I'm thinking more of a dude who goes out and just does artsy, over the top, weird can, stuff it, for the sake of the here. Maybe performance. this maybe this will help. Is is an actor to you somebody who can just like consume the part and just be whoever, mm-hmm. and then the performer is you are getting this person. You choose to do what you do with it, but you know Nicolas Cage is never going to be Tom Hanks. As, yes, I would say that, that Tom Cruise is not a performer in, in that it's not always fascinating to watch him because it's Tom Cruise doing something. Mm-hmm. But Nicolas Cage, you will always love just watching whatever he is doing. Yeah, because... Regardless of whatever the story is or whatever, yeah. you're, you're watching him perform mm-hmm. the whatever yeah. it is he's So the viewer now. is always aware that they're watching Nick Cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so looking on his IMDb to see where he really went, wheelie wheelie went wheeled. Yeah. It, uh, so Bad Lieutenant is in 2009. And that, it, that was supposed to be a really awesome performance from him. I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. I've seen so many clips of, you know, yeah, his drug cocaine either. fueled uh, performance, which I guess he never did cocaine on that film. <laughs> I'm sure he had <laughs> plenty. Um, but then after that, he moved to kick-ass which is supporting role yeah supposed to be pretty good and then it's i think that's when it went all downhill 2010 and onward because he's in the sorcerer's apprentice he's in season of the witch drive angry he's starting to make movies like drive angry Mm -hmm. you know and seeking justice and then ghost rider spirit of vengeance was 2011 yeah Um, i really want to see ghost rider too like we're we're watching it oh for sure we might i was thinking we could combine the the National Treasures and the Ghost Rider, since they're sequels. Oh so yeah, we could do like a like a twofer. Well, because the the Ghost Riders are going to be interesting because the directors mm-hmm. of the second one also made Crank, right. and they are just right. crazy dudes, like in the yeah. best way possible. Yeah, and uh, I am I am very fascinated to watch that movie, and I think it would be very interesting to watch it compared to the first one. Mm-hmm. Well, and so looking here, oh god, he made that Left Behind movie. Mm-hmm. 2014 um uh it's not until so let's see drive anger i'm saying that's the line in this no no sorcerer's apprentice that's the line in the sand right uh where he played a character named balthazar mm-hmm. uh so 20 2010 and then it's not going to be until 2018 when mandy came out and that was his first foray into weird really intensely artistic indie flicks mm. and then since then uh then he well no then he dove back into just shitty I mean, he was in spider verse he was he was uh noir spider-man mm. which was awesome but then yeah it's it's just a bunch of stuff uh and then color out of space came out which our buddy jules loves that movie haven't seen it yet though yeah i haven't seen it uh yeah so i think yeah. prisoners of the ghost lands recently willie's wonderland and then pig It'll be interesting to watch because I'm I didn't I don't specifically remember, but I I swear he has money issues to where I mm. think he was just working to get money. Well, looking at a bunch of these IMDb pages for some of these movies, uh they are like the actual movie posters mm-hmm. have Chinese on them. Yeah. So they're definitely like the Chinese film industry studios and mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they it's going to it's gonna be like the opposite of like Danny Trejo because Danny Trejo oh, is, sure. has been in a bajillion things. But that's when because, is Danny Trejo going to get his Oscar? You know what I mean? 
I think a role is out there for him where he's going to play just the perfect role and he's going to get all kinds of awards. No, he won't get the love he deserves until he's dead and then they'll give him like a lifetime achievement award. Have you been watching Boba Fett? I haven't actually. Well, Robert Rodriguez is a big hand in that and you can do the rest of the math. Yeah, he loves him. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. But Danny Trejo will is in a bajillion movies because he loves to help people. Like he'll be in yeah. indie films yeah. and like student films, basically just to help people out. Yeah. I don't know if that's what Nick Cage has done. Yeah. We'll, we'll find out. I think what we'll do since uh, he has just one, he has a couple movies slated for this year. Uh, Renfield, which he's going to be playing Dracula in. Mm-hmm. It's, it's supposed to be more of a comedy thing. Uh, something called The Retirement Plan, where he plays a character named Matt. <laughs> and then The Old Way, which looks something like some kind of Western. And then the film that I think we should try to, no matter when we end this series, mm-hmm. uh, the final film in this series should be the 2022 film coming out called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. And he plays himself. He plays himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it feels With, like that would be fitting. Um, with Mando himself. Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So. Uh, this is the way. This is the way. So diving in. Well, I think we'll, we'll workshop some series names. Caged Conversations. Conversations in Cage. Mm-hmm. Cage Cast. Cage Cast. Cage Cast is actually pretty good. No, it is. Mm-hmm. Conversations in Cinema. Cage Cast. Yeah, cage cast edition. Mm-hmm. We should get, try to get some sound bites of just some famous lines. I also want to try to get some interesting Nicholas Cage trivia, every like a, or a, some weird anecdote of his career or life. Yeah, if only such a thing ever existed about him. I know. You know, he's such a boring individual. Yeah. Um, try to get something like that for every episode. Yeah, I don't know, just some fun tidbits. Mm-hmm. For now, let's begin the show with our conversation about pig cage cast that'll do pig so this film came out in 2020 and it was one of those surprise attack performances by nicholas cage where everybody realized oh yeah that's right he's he's pretty good this guy this guy's pretty good yeah i was actually very taken aback i remember whenever this movie was being like the trailer of it dropped and mm-hmm. it, it dropped in our group conversation mm-hmm. and we were all basically hypothesizing that it was a John Wick, but instead of a puppy, it was a pig yeah. kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there, there's I, the images of him like brooding and he's covered in blood and he's beat up. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, I didn't look into it. I didn't do any of that kind of shit. I just watched it. Yeah. 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 What'd you think about it? I think it's good. We need to work on your uh, hype levels. My hype levels. Um, so I liked I liked the movie. Stop everything. Stop everything. What are we drinking? <laughs> Do oh. we even care anymore? We're drinking beer. We're 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 drinking toasty cookies. We it's, used to try to wrap these into a theme. It's a spice cider. The theme is I have a lot of holiday beverages left in my fridge. <laughs> And I don't want them to be here by the time. Toasty uh, uh, and warm, earthy colors in this bottle, like this movie, was gave me warm feelings with some some spice. Mm-hmm. And he eats a cookie, or gives a cookie, to mm-hmm. his pal in the Camaro. 
Anyway, what'd you think about it? Um, so I I liked the movie. Um, so <laughs> making the joke seven months ago, whenever we first saw the trailer, that it was a John Wick, but it was about a pig. Yeah. The entire time I was waiting for him to go crazy and same. kill people. Same, same. And it never happened. Yeah. And there was a moment. I can't remember specifically where it was. It was pretty early in the film, probably like first act, second, early second act. Mm-hmm. So there were there was just like no exposition. Conversations were happening. No questions were being asked. They mm-hmm. were just like, yeah, no, this is what we're doing. Yeah, we're gonna help you get your pig. Yeah, and so I was just like, oh, this movie knows exactly what it is, mm-hmm. and it's not you know chewing the fat. We're just getting straight to the point because it's like you're here to see Nicolas Cage fuck people up, and nope. That's not what this movie is. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah, I was very surprised. Like likewise. I and it my uh my the thing that shocked me the most was that I forgot I was watching Nicolas Cage for a while. Mm. Because I think th- we're so used to seeing him be so animated and so over the top and just rawr, you know? Yeah, he did that once. And he did movie. it one time uh yeah, he did it one time. It's whenever he steals the bike. Yeah, well, yeah, he did that, and then he he did does yell at him after finding out that the son, whatever. Um, but I was just shocked by how damn subtle he is most mm-hmm. of the time, and how much the guy can just act with just his eyes, mm-hmm. and and the way it's shot too. Uh, there's a lot of shots just on sticks on somebody's face mm-hmm. from different angles sometimes not even seeing their face but it's just like you're just gonna watch this person in this space Mm -hmm. and see what they do i know that we will probably disagree on this point okay but i'm gonna do it maybe make this statement and stand firm by it break my heart this movie is fairly subpar if it wasn't for how good it's shot interesting yeah like the story is is okay Hmm. Um. Tell but, me. Tell me about the story from your point of view. What happens in this movie? A man loves a pig. He doesn't fuck the pig, though. Doesn't fuck the pig. He makes that very clear. No, like it's um, it seems like it's a fairly subtle attempt at like trying to showcase loss and love mm-hmm. and remorse. Yeah. I think it does a pretty decent job. In kind of a but, nihilistic world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in like there there are very cool things about this this movie, but like just the the kind of flow of him, you know, returning back to the city after mm-hmm. 10 years and there's an underground Bro, <laughs> I wrote that in my notes. Chef fight I wrote club. it in all caps. Fights for restaurant workers. Mhm. That uh What? Yeah. That doesn't really uh that what is that a is that, that a real thing that happens? That doesn't really work for me. That is that was that thing that happens. It, wild. I never read that in uh, Kitchen Confidentials. Yeah. Well, tell me about the rest of the story. No. What, what what's the premise? You, you, is it, okay, I'll do it for you. No. Since I'm the synopsis king. Yeah. We know we know this. All right, everybody, buckle up for the next. Thir- so Ed Harris walks in the rain. Towards his wife's grave. <laughs> Daddy's got to go to work. Daddy's got to go to work. Breaks the cast. Mm-hmm. Jesus is born. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, F is for family. So Nicolas Cage plays Rob, Robin Feld. Mm-hmm. And he is a, uh, a man who lives in the Oregon woods. And he has his best friend, uh, Brandy, who is his truffle pig. And they just forage the forest for truffles say each and every day. Say Brandy. And uh, supplies girl. truffles to, you know, the guy, this guy, who knows what they're used for, whatever. Um, and then one day his truffle pig is stolen from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he goes on a very introspective meditative odyssey back to Portland to uh, try to get his pig back. Mm-hmm. And through that he learns, I don't know if he learns much. No, I think he does. I think at the end he learns that there are always there's always something more to care about in life. I don't know. Which is Amir. We'll get there. Amir? Amir. The boy. The guy. The boy? Played by Alex Wolf, who is amazing. You mean um, everyday Dwayne the Rock Johnson from Jumanji? Yes. Correct. I'm sorry. That's a better way to tell you who that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like halfway through the movie. I was just like, oh, it's the mustache. That's why I don't recognize you. Exactly. You yeah, don't look yeah. like a high school kid. Yeah. Um. Well, let's talk about the cinematography then. Because on every single level, this movie worked for me, but I also loved The Lighthouse, and you did not. I love these kind of stories that are really unconventional and not Bad. necessarily... Um, Bad. Everybody, God, I... No, they're great. They're nope. amazing. No. Nope. God, you're so stupid. I hate you. <laughs> I hope you just fart and die. <laughs> in that order. That's what you deserve. That's what you deserve. To die in embarrassment. Have one good fart and then just go. Um, for me, this movie worked on every single level, but cinematography especially. Mm-hmm. I loved how this movie was shot and just the, the how everything was lit. Mm-hmm. Framing was really cool in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Um, the war- use of warm, earthy tones mm-hmm. um, and shadow. Yeah. yeah. Really, really dug that part. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, the only thing that worked for you about it, though. M- mainly. Mainly. I think I think it is the the crutch that held it up for me. Mm. It's just how good it was, um, because kind of like you said, a lot of shots are still um, they're on yeah. sticks, and even when movement happens, um, it's fairly tame. Like I was almost thinking that like in the woods we would because we spend the first like fifteen minutes in the woods mm-hmm. with like no dialogue and. I love that stuff. Yeah, I no, it. it uh, I love that kind of stuff. It was it was really good. It kind of subtle storytelling. It kind of reminded me of like Del Neuve to where like oh, yeah. he had the ability. Obviously, this director has the ability to tell story without having to tell a story. It's his first feature film. I saw. Yeah, on his IMDb. Yep. Do you know what else he is slated to do? No. It is Quiet Place Three interesting which based off of just the opening scene and just how the camera work is done i could easily see that i still haven't seen any of the quiet places oh the first one's real good i haven't seen the second one i've heard they're both amazing mm-hmm. somehow I, nothing's been spoiled for me so no i should probably just get on it and watch it yeah and hurry up yeah i'd watch it with you okay cool you just want to turn this off and just watch quiet place now sure well that was a great movie <laughs> Um, but a lot of I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it it's not like the cheesy like I went to film school this is how you shoot something but like it was very much how you shoot something there was a lot of picture in picture like Mm -hmm. perfect framing yeah 
and then like he just i think all the scenes breathed enough to mm-hmm. where like nothing was like rushing you yeah even when you get to the city like it's still the pacing of the movie i think works really well mm-hmm. well and i the editing with the pacing right i thought uh i loved how they let a lot of the scenes just breathe and there weren't a lot of cuts even in conversations between two people mm-hmm. it was mainly just one point of view mm-hmm. um and then some of the the cuts there there were a couple of times when things were getting escalated, like you expect in a Nicolas Cage movie for things to get explosive, right? Mm-hmm. But there are multiple times throughout the film where things were getting intense and voices were getting raised, emotions were getting high. And just as somebody begins to just blow their lid, they cut away to the next scene. They never let it boil over the top of the of the of the pot, if you know. Yeah. What I mean. Which I thought was interesting. I I, I kind of I don't know. I, I just kind of vibed with with it. Well, and even like in the bum fight restaurant fight club mm-hmm. kind of shit. Yeah. You you get violence, but it goes the majority of it goes out of frame whenever Nicolas Cage falls down. Yeah. So then you really are just getting that one perspective from that guy. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, that's interesting. Yeah. And the what did you were you surprised by uh how do I phrase this question? What were your thoughts on the the crime mafia vibes? Did you did you get that it was actually just for high end restaurant truffle hunting mm-hmm. immediately? Or because at, at first I thought, oh, there's some mafia crime thing. Maybe he was like a soldier in the mafia for something. And uh, oh no, it just turns out he was a renowned chef who was- had, had lost his the love of his life mm-hmm. and kind of became a hermit. And I <laughs> researched it after this, but there actually is a huge underground truffle smuggling thing. Cause they're super rare, very expensive for like a kilogram. It, it can run upwards of $8,000 a kilogram mm-hmm. of, uh, <laughs> tell you how much into with drugs. I am. I'm like, it's not a kilo. It's a kilogram yeah. <laughs> uh, of truffles. Yeah. I'm and hip. so that's a real thing. So mm-hmm. that is not like they're smuggling drugs. There's there's no like, you know, hits being put out or whatever. The guy just wants to have the best truffles for his restaurant empire. That's it. Yeah. That's the extent. And, and, and that subverts again my expectations. And I love that. I love being surprised by that aspect of it and how still it was super compelling. Yeah. Well, because I honestly thought that it was a pretty violent um, live action remake of Ratatouille. Dude. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, no, at, at the yeah, ending yep. scene, mm-hmm. I just was like, everybody can cook. It's Ratatouille. <laughs> it is. Yeah, because he has that, yeah, that association. He eats, he eats that meal and then immediately starts to feel feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> it was great. Yeah, because, so like, that's what's kind of funny about the whole ramp up of the story mm-hmm. is like it ramps up and he's like, he sends him out to like gather things and it's yeah. like, you know, go get my bazooka and my grenades. Go gonna, get these things from these people. They know yeah, who I am. They know who I am. From my past life. Mm-hmm. And then he just, you know, cooks a meal. He cooks the meal that he made all those years ago mm-hmm. for the, the the villain and his wife. And that was the one day that they were happy together. And so that he then then that's when the resolution comes. Oh. And uh, let's talk about some more about Cage's performance. What did you think about it in this? I think it was it was 
almost like refreshing to mm-hmm. see him just be like an actor mm-hmm. and not just a crazy maniac running around on screen, mm-hmm. even though that's why I love him so much. Yeah. Um, I think it really kind of does show his acting chops. The fact that like he still has them, he still can do it, mm-hmm. and he's not just a caricature of himself, basically. Yeah, because I know that this is looked at as his like Best. I can act. Yeah, movie. Yeah, I would I would classify it as a simmering performance. Mm-hmm. You know, because you always have that in his eyes. There's what you, what I thought was this violence and hatred, but no, it's it's a it's a deep deep sadness mm-hmm. um that has been bottled down and then his pig is his only thing that he cares about in life because he uh, he has many speeches throughout the the story he's a big nihilist and it's like <laughs> the kitchen scene when he wakes up and uh Ar- armand whatever what was his name D- young dwayne johnson's uh alternate dwayne johnson's mm-hmm. apartment uh and the kid is actually trying to bond with him. He, like his truffle dealer, essentially. Yeah. But, um, he's trying to bond with him and opening up saying, yeah, this is the deal with my parents. I didn't have a great, you know, family life, whatever, whatever. And it was actually your cooking that, you know, that was that meal. And he opens up to him and then, <laughs> and then Rob just says, you know, none of it really matters. You don't have to care. Yeah. Cause, you know, there's going to be, be an earthquake and then uh, we're going to die. And if you half don't... the city's going to get annihilated and then uh, five minutes later, you're going to look up. There's going to be a wave 10 stories high charging at you. And then we're all just going to be underneath the ocean again. Everybody dead. And it can't go up on the mountain because it's an active volcano. So mm. we're all fucked. Also, use stale bread whenever you make French toast. <laughs> so good. Ah, that that didn't work for me as well mm. as the exchange between him and the other chef mm, when he deconstructs the deconstruction chef. Mm-hmm. Which I I just love that. Um, That's that was the most violent shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that you just see that actor who plays across from him mm-hmm. did a fantastic job yeah. because he's basically carrying the weight of that scene because. Nicholas Cage's character is just stagnant throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing yeah. because that's just how he is. And yeah. you see him, the other actor, just start to like break down and like the cracks in the facade of his chef ness. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, yeah, that that was great. He's he's going around telling people who are all everybody all the characters in this film are dealing with uh some form of grief or some form of loss, whether it's they gave up on something mm-hmm. or something was taken from them mm-hmm. or they refuse to let something go. Right. So it's for the main villain restaurant owner guy, daddy, dad for daddy. He's unwilling to let go of his wife who is um, basically on life support. Mm-hmm. Um, and also letting go of like his, the firm, like his just toxic behavior. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the son, he's dealing with the loss of his mother, the the slow loss of his mother. And then he's, he's kind of, it's almost a coming of age story for him in this movie. Yeah. Right. Where he starts off as kind of a punk dealer driving a, a awesome, you know, car, sports car and yeah. nice suits, nice Bumblebee. apartment, trying to prove himself to his dad. And then, 
through all this, uh, his gradual performance of realizing like, oh man, this guy's, this guy's been through some stuff and oh, I feel bad for him and I want to help him and um, mm-hmm. uh, kind of an antithesis to uh, Jesse and Walt, Walter White <laughs> from Breaking Bad. Oh yeah. You know? Um, where was I going with that? Whatever. Goddamn. It's a good movie. <laughs> But no, his, yeah, his performance is just simmering for me, and mm-hmm. um, it ramps up to that dinner scene at the end, and then he Ratatouille's <laughs> the bad guy. He wins, all to find out that all this time the pig has been dead. Mm-hmm. And the moment I love when movies do this, they just cut all the noise and they just focus just on the performance mm-hmm. um, with the music going on. Um, but the moment he finds out that he's dead, he just cr- like crumples to the floor and i love the way that the camera movement follows him down like mm-hmm. the camera just falls with him and the other time that it did that was when he lost the pig the first time right yeah. when he opens the door he gets hit by the a bat i think well it's the door and then he gets knocked by the bat by the bat yeah and the the camera does that wild flip mm-hmm. right onto the ground uh so ugh. what do you think about themes any themes resonate with you in this movie? It was interesting to me that the movie broke itself up into parts. I loved it. I felt like I was reading like a short story. <laughs> Did the titles make any sense to you? Yeah. Because it, it contained like things, different scenes in that part. Because mm-hmm. they, were, they were very obscure, mm-hmm. I guess, until you kind of consume it. I don't know if you know this about me or not. But I appreciate fine art <laughs> and storytelling. And so the more obscure something is, the more it doesn't make sense, the better it is. And the more, the more, I, the more I should love it. The more I know I should like this. And so Because if I can it. understand it, it's trash. But if I don't... No, no. It is art. You know, sometimes it's okay not to understand things and let things be nebulous. <laughs> like truffles in the woods. Have you ever had a truffle? I think so. Yeah. Truffle oil. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. Very strong. Yeah. Strong flavor. I like mushrooms. Yeah. I like mushrooms. I like the mushroom family, right? It's like forest fungi. fungi. I don't think so. I don't know. But like the the whole theme of the movie to be about like. Yeah. Mushroom or <laughs> mushrooms. um, The truffles and all that. Like it was very unique in that way to where like. Don't get me wrong, I like this movie, but like it's such a weird mm-hmm. take on it, it. And it wasn't what you were expecting going in. Yeah. And so I understand that. Also, he never showered the entire time. <laughs> I did. I was like throughout the whole thing, especially going into the fine the diner, the, the mm-hmm. restaurant, I was like, homie, just just wash your face or something. Like you mm-hmm. got blood everywhere. When you're pairing that fine meal at the end, you, you sure you wash your hands, you're covered in blood still. Yeah. <laughs> you must smell awful. Mm-hmm. Um the there's a line in this film that Nicolas Cage apparently fought to keep in the movie because he felt that it represented the character as a whole. And it, it represents the theme of the film, right? He says, we don't get a lot of things to truly care about. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from a nihilist who preaches the gospel of we're all going to die anyway. Doesn't right. matter. Um, and asked when why he wants his pig back, he says, I love her. So you know that he really must care about this pig. Mm. 
if he says that, right? And so having lost his pig, dealing with loss again in the same city that he lost his wife, mm-hmm. he goes back to um, to the woods on the way back, and he says, I'm going to walk from here. At that part, point, I was like, oh, my God, is he going to kill himself? What's happening here? Yeah. And even the, the kid was like, are you okay, man? And his perform- the kid's performance, I could just sing praises about as well because he's so good. Well, and there's just a lot bouncing of, off of like, <clears throat> I don't know if it's the movie doing this or if it's the movie doing it knowing that it's Nick Cage or if it's just Nick Cage's presence or the fact of how sure. we know him. Sure. But there are many times in this movie to where you assume it's going one way mm-hmm. and it very much goes a different way. Yeah. So the, the, the moment that I that really won me over for this film at the very end. Whenever they're standing there saying their goodbyes, um, uh, there's my burp for the episode. There it is. Thank you. Um, when they're standing there look, look, looking at each other and they go their separate ways, I think that uh, in the end, despite Brandy being gone, Rob finds something to care about in Amir. Yeah, and then likewise, Amir finds somebody to care for him, and li- like he he it's finds something to care about. It's a substitute father figure. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. He's like, oh, through this whole journey of loss, still I found a reason to care. I found somebody to care about. Mm-hmm. He says, "I'll see you next Thursday." Yeah. No, I I feel like that this this movie is more of a journey about Amir's character than it mm-hmm. is almost anything else. Because Nick sure. Cage, for the most part. Uh, Rob, his, I mean, it's pretty much the same throughout. Yeah, yeah. And we, Amir is pretty much the stand-in for us as the audience because he's the one asking all the questions, being confused about what this guy wants with this pig. Um, And he's the one that learns a lesson at the end. And he just, instead of going home, he just curls up in his car and just thinks about what's happened the past couple days. Um, Yeah, man. Uh, I love it. I love the sound effect that happens every time that there's like that, that simmering amount of anger or something intense is happening. You hear that, that rumble of water. So, mm-hmm. and that's just his, I, I likened it to him drowning in grief because there's a shot at the opening with, it's just deep, deep water. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it ends with him at the, at the lake. And then he's looking up into the heavens with the light. Oh, the use of light in that cabin is so good. And it's just shining down in his face and just lights him up. Ah, it's good. I understand why, you know, if it wasn't what you were expecting going in, I, I get it, but it's, it's my kind of small unconventional short story of a poem thing. <laughs> poem thing. I'm an eloquent, <clears throat> I'm an eloquent person. We saw a movie about a, a poem thing. Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. The the Green Goblin. No, it was a Green Knight, I think. Oh, so it wasn't too far off. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that I want to see again. Just to see if it hits differently? Yeah, because again, expectations. It's all mm-hmm. about expectations with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Um, I think it's a good movie. I think that the the editing and cinematography of it and the art direction, that is what really holds up for me. Mm-hmm. I think Nicolas Cage did a fantastic job acting in it. I think mm-hmm. everybody did, really. Yeah. Um, but, like, 
just random bum fights in a basement that's that, been come on like, i it's 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 so weird it is that mm-hmm. is the it, yeah that, yeah that's it's weird. not even a fight it's just who can take a punch for a minute yeah basically yeah it's i guess it's restaurant workers that are you know angry and 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 pent up with ang- rage against the restaurant establishment <laughs> they have the chance to beat up homeless people i don't to know. let out their aggression i don't know because like th- that part sits weird with me because it's just like why is he known why is his name renowned in that place and then why does that like waiter or whoever because he seemed kind of like a waiter because you mm-hmm. know he had the the little waiter jacket yeah, thing yeah um why is he so happy to be able to beat the shit out i don't of know i don't know but I guess he was kind of an ass cook who knew exactly what he wants. So if you didn't do it, he would fire you. So maybe he was maybe. fired. Maybe, but yeah. like, there's just there's there's weird things that are missing in this movie for me. Well, that's because there's over an hour cut from this movie. No, it was over over two and a half hours. Yeah, and then the studio said, "No, it's too long." <laughs> so because I guess maybe a majority of those were just slow shots of him walking around and staring at stuff <laughs> which in an hour and a half is great and beautifully mm-hmm. done but you know two and a half hours that is, might might wear on you a bit might wear on you a bit because like he goes i guess to his his home where him and his wife used to live and like mm-hmm. there there's there's moments that you expect from this movie that just don't ever pan out to anything other than him just kind of sure. like like a scrapbook just flipping through right right yeah I think that since it is his most subdued and unexpected performance, it's an interesting way to start the the Cage Cast series. Mm-hmm. Because do moving s- backwards, I don't. You <laughs> do. This will this will be kind of interesting as like a little poll because this is supposed to be his best. Yeah. According at least to the time. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to like go back and watch and then keep this performance in mind. And just try to figure out, like, is it truly the best or is it just because he's not fucking crazy in this movie? Yeah, yeah, who knows, man. Oh, man. Well, I guess next. Well, from from Nicholas to Uncaged. Oh, it's Nicholas. It it's, is. It's, uh, it's, I would say, uh, yeah. It's, it's Nicholas probably, of the highest order. Yeah, Sir Nicholas. Sir Nicholas, for sure. Mm-hmm. So going back to IMDb here. Mm-hmm. Kill time. I am DB. I actually have it pulled up if my phone would unlock. Well, I know that was my problem. It won't because it can't recognize my face. Uh, the kid of Jumanji. Mm-hmm. Alex Wolf. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, been born, a lot, he's, he's been a lot of stuff. He was born in 97. Wow. So he is a kid. Yeah. Well, I mean, six years he's younger than I am, so he's, you know. A kid. Twenty. He's in his 20s. <laughs> he's, he's 24. He's just a little baby. Yeah, sure. Um... Oh God! Look, it's fucking. Oh no! So, There's a lot of other scenes in this movie so, that I like because I just oh, saw the the cast list and like there's people in this movie I didn't know mm-hmm. that were in it because like it just also like Villeneuve the camera would just be locked off far away and mm-hmm. just you know fuck off I'm not moving yeah. this camera yeah. So the next film in our Cage Cast series is going to be Willy's Wonderland. Willy's Wonderland. It's another hour and a half. He plays the janitor. So let's read the synopsis. A quiet drifter is tricked into a janitorial job at the now condemned Willy's Wonderland. The mundane tasks suddenly become an all-out fight for survival uh, against wave after wave of demonic animatronics. Yeah. Fist fly, kicks land, titans clash. 
and only one side will make it out alive. This is the like version of Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it does not have a good rating on IMDb. Uh, I would say the average of all of his films for many decades is about 5.5. On IMDb? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not terrible considering they go to 10. That's I think that's that's that's, I mean that's about (laughs) as average as you can get. Sure, sure, sure. So uh, uh, I believe it's on. You can watch it on Hulu as well. So hey, thanks Hulu. Uh, That'd be great. You can watch the pig on Hulu as well. Go watch Mm -hmm. it. Uh, Uh, So Willy's Wonderland will be the next one. Speaking of watching things on Hulu, there was multiple times that the footage of this movie Mm -hmm. froze, but the audio continued. Oh, I'm sorry. Your internet must be horrible. And you know what they say about horrible internet? That the more you stream, the more you flow down the river of ones and zeros, the more you lose your own humanity. And then if you do that, well then, electric sheep may find you in your sleep and stab you in the carotid artery. And then you know what happens after that? You were almost getting actually kind of deep and good. You wake up because it was a dream. Bye. The Matrix. The Matrix.